welcome to the Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion. Cooperative Loss A large number of board games are about winning and losing. Sure, for many of us it doesn't really matter whether we win or lose, as long as we have a good time, either with friends, family or alone. In cooperative games you play against the game itself and either you win or the game does. The same goes for solo games of course, which are basically cooperative games but with a single player. In this article I want to look at the different win and loss conditions you can find in cooperative or solo games. Let's look at the loss conditions first. In a lot of games you lose if you are unable to complete one or more objectives before timer runs out. The objectives can be in the form of finding a number of cures such as in Pandemic by Matt Leacock from Zeman Games. Or there can be more complicated missions such as exploring a tomb, finding a number of keys, then finding a sacred shrine, unlocking it with the keys, grabbing the sacred idol and getting out alive before the volcano explodes and the lava kills you all, like in Subterra 2 Inferno's Edge by Tim Pinder and Rose Atkinson from Inside the Box board games. The timer is often in the form of a deck of cards, such as the player deck in Pandemic, or in the form of lives, a health count or similar such as the Outer Time Marker in Back to the Future Dies Through Time by Chris Leder, Ken Franklin and Kevin Rogers from Ravensburger. There isn't always a timer though. Sometimes the game ends and you lose if certain conditions are fulfilled, and that can happen at any time during the game. Using Pandemic as an example again, it ends when you need to add infection cubes, but there aren't any left. Or if the eighth outbreak occurs. In Subterra 2 in Furnace Edge, you lose if all of your adventurers are knocked out. Winning a cooperative or solo game goes back to the objectives I talked about earlier. Find the cures in time, get the sacred idol out of the underground tunnels before you get buried in lava, or return all objects from the different time zones back to where they belong before the outer time marker reaches a game over spot. In many games it's really obvious if you're likely to win or if you're about to die and might as well give up. However, in some games you won't know if you've won or lost right until the end, even if there's a timer. I like how you're never quite sure if you're going to win or lose when playing Codenames Duet by Vlada Shravatel and Scott Eaton from Czech Games Edition. There isn't really a timer, even though you are limited to 9 turns, but instead you are all focused on not uncovering one of the two assassins, because then you lose the game immediately. If you do really well, you can win really early on, and if you do particularly badly then you lose on your first turn by revealing the assassin. In Sleeping Gods by Ryan Lockett from Redgraven Games, you do have a timer, a deck of event cards, but you're never certain if you've won or not until right at the end. Mind you, that's not quite true because once you've played the game until the end, you will know what the goal is the next time you play, except that you'll probably have forgotten by the time you play the game again. So winning or losing is definitely uncertain on your first play of the game, then becomes more certain the next time you play it. The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudi and Bruno Sauter from Serious Pulp is an open world game, so even though there is a timer, it's not clear how you actually win, other than the rather vague aim of defeating the curse. You just stumble through the wilderness and try to survive. It's a sort of game that seems to have more loss conditions than it has win conditions. You will die when the deck runs out a second time, or when all the players take part in an event that goes badly wrong. Now, I would argue that the trick-taking game The Crew, The Quest for Planet Nine by Thomas Singh from Cosmos is a little bit different to all of the above. Of course, there is a timer in the form of the hands of cards everyone has, 
and there's an overall objective that you're trying to complete. However, more often than not you will lose before the last trick has been played, so the timer is really only an upper limit that you have to keep an eye on. In a similar vein is The Mind by Wolfgang Warsch from Nürnberger Spielkartenverlag. Again, there is a timer in the game, in the form of players' hands of cards, and there is an objective to play the cards in ascending order. However, if you lose, you usually lose well before the last card has been played, so it's a lot more about focusing the mind and getting in sync with the other players. So I'm wondering what other win or loss conditions you have come across in cooperative or solo games. Are there games that don't have a time at all? Are there win conditions that you thought were really clever? Please share your thoughts in the comments on the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. I'd love to hear what you think. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my Patreon supporters. Royal Patrons, Nicholas Higgins and Sean Newman. Magic Champion, Zeb Hicks. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed, Richard Simpson and Tim Vernick.